IBEC, the voice of Irish business. Welcome back to IBEC Voices. I'm Alan Sherlock, campaign manager for IBEC. Recently, the Small Firms Association held a strategic management masterclass for finalists of this year's National Small Business Awards. Owners, managers and employees of small businesses from all sectors and every part of the country attended. And I went along, microphone in hand, and met some of the attendees. We talked about their business journeys to date, their biggest wins and challenges, how they built their networks, and advice that they would give to other peers in business. So, in this episode, I sit down with Anya Kennedy, founding director of The Smooth Company. Jamie Flannery of Dingle Sea Safari, and Jenny Diamond, founder of Nanny Payroll. Here's a little taster of what's coming up. Running a small business, everyone knows you're not going to make money at the start anytime soon, but it's more the freedom and being mm-hmm. your own boss for me was uh, definitely something that was really important to me. And I think it was within 12 hours, we got a call to say it was our booking system, was it crashed because of the amount of bookings. And you go back to work and you think that you forget everything and that you don't know how to do it and all you know is how to look after this baby and, and you're completely overwhelmed and you just need somebody to say it's okay. We're going to begin this episode by meeting Onya Kennedy, founding director of The Smooth Company, one of the featured companies of the emerging new business category for the SFA Awards. So I launched my business The Smooth Company in February 2022 so it's only 10 months old and I launched my first product, which is called the Smooth Stick. The Smooth Stick is a premium hair taming wand designed to tame flyaways and baby hairs without leaving your hair crunchy, greasy or hard like other hairstyling products can do. Um, since then, I have documented the whole startup of the journey on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, and since we've launched, we have sold thousands of Smooth Sticks now all over the world as far as Chile and Peru. And we now have 43 million views on TikTok. Um, and just recently in November, we launched uh, in Brown Thomas and Arnott stores. Um, so yeah, we've had a very busy first 10 months uh, of business, but for me, definitely like the most rewarding part of it all is having, when we see our customers emailing us and writing comments, how it's like, like literally changed their lives, has made their morning routine so much easier. I literally had a lady there two days ago who's going through cancer treatment and her hair is growing back in tufts. She's saying it's been a lifesaver for her get like doing her hair in the morning because I know me myself personally, I've over bleached my hair really bad flyaways and it's something I've always really been conscious of and I'm just so lazy I hate doing my hair so I hate the fact that I had to put hairspray or gel in and then I have to wash it out again that night so I wanted to come up with like an easy to use solution that people could bring with them on the go and just make them feel better so I know a lot of people think when they hear the smooth company that we're bringing out products to like smooth your skin or smooth your hair but that wasn't actually the concept around it it was to bring out products to help people's days run more smoothly. Great stuff. So you're in the emerging new business category, I take it, right? So fer- fairly new to the world of, of enterprise. Mm-hmm. What brought you to this point? So h- how did you end up being in business for yourself? Um, well, to be honest, it started back in when I was in secondary school. I didn't do business for my junior cert. And then in transition year, we had an enterprise module. Um, and then, I don't know if our listeners have probably seen the movie Mean Girls, and they... Um, <laughs> In, in Mean Girls, there was a scene in it where um, the guy was selling candy canes. So then me and my friends were like, oh, we should sell candy canes. So we bought a box of 12 candy canes in a two-year-old shop. And then we uh, set up a stand during lunch break. And then students could buy a candy cane off us for two euro each. So we bought, bought the, box of 12 for, the box of 12 for two euro. And then we were selling each candy cane for two euro. So you can imagine right. we made our money Quite back. Yeah, 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 very fast. And then not only that then... If people wanted to get us to deliver a candy cane to a friend, like a secret Santa, we would do that for three euro. And it got us out of class. And that's kind of when my first like spark and love for 
entrepreneurship started. Then I did business in from my leave insert, loved that. And then I went on then and I studied entrepreneurship um, in college. So wow. that was my degree in Maynooth University. But my dad um, has his own business now. It's in manufacturing, completely different to what I'm doing. Um, but I always like, he always inspired me and that's always something that like I aspired to. For me, it's not the financial side of things at all. Obviously, running a business, a small business, everyone knows is uh, you're not going to make money at the start anytime soon, but it's more the freedom and being mm-hmm. your own boss for me was uh, definitely something that was really important to me. So it was in you from an early age, certainly. Um, yeah. And fantastic. It's quite the mark of making on candy canes. And candy canes, yeah. yeah. Impressive. <laughs> and you set up your business um, at a time when there was so much uncertainty in the market. Um, how long were you before you got the business kind of up and running to market? Oh, was it, it was two years um, behind the scenes, working hard after, like I was doing my nine to five, mm-hmm. um, which often as everyone who works in, in a business knows it's never nine to five it was after and even weekends I was working then after that um, trying to build a smooth company the hardest part of the smooth company was getting the formula right mm-hmm. getting the product right you know I was like I was overthinking every single detail um, even like what colour did I want the branding did I want it purple did I want it kind of aqua which is what I ended up going with because I thought it was going to be more unisex um, but it took it took a while like I, I couldn't decide what to call the company the, the actual product itself the copy on the back of the packaging I was trying to save money at the time because I invested all my life savings into getting the smooth company up and running so I designed the packaging myself I'm obviously not a graphic designer um, so I spent weeks him and hawing about like you know where would I place like the before and after picture on the packaging um, but, I, but what I will say is a mistake I made at the start was that I didn't ask for help Mm-hmm. I thought I could do it all myself. Um, an example was I spent two weeks trying to figure out how to get a barcode on a product. I watched every YouTube video, I watched every TikTok, and I just couldn't get it. And I was like, why well, is this so difficult? And then I a- asked my uh, ex-manager at the time, and she was like, oh, it's easy. Ten minutes later, she it over to me. And I was like, why? I wasted two weeks. It's extraordinary, isn't it? And I think it's, it speaks to one of the things that I've noticed when I've been around small businesses is that it's really important to have a network Absolutely, of, of yeah. peers and folks. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you find your network? So where did you find it then? And where do you find it now of people that you kind of, things that you, people that you can bounce things off? Where do you find that uh, I have to say the beauty industry is so supportive, especially because I document a lot on social media. So something's going wrong people that would comment and help me and even people who've like who are much further ahead in the journey like really well-known beauty biz women Suzanne Jackson Amy Connolly they've all reached out on different occasions but at the minute through networking events like this I've met other small businesses and going to networking events and hearing problems like Andrew's business is completely different to mine but often we'd have similar problems whether it be supply chain you know rising costs and and somebody can have a solution that you can be like oh I can actually apply that to my business so that's definitely I think going to networking events getting out there because you can get so run down when you're sitting in your office like I'm just out of pot out my back garden and like you know you can get into your own head but when you come out to events like this and meet people I just get an energy burst and you can hear that's not just you having these problems like other people do too. Ibeck the voice of Irish business. Welcome back to Ibeck Voices from the Hudson Bay Hotel in Athlone at the SFA National Small Business Award Strategic Management Masterclass. As we continue this episode, I'm joined by Jenny Diamond from Nanny Payroll and Jamie Flannery from Dingle Sea Safari. Jamie, if I could start with you, can you tell me a little bit about what, what is Dingle Sea Safari and what do you do for them? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's a family run business that's based in Dingle. We're a, a boat tour operating company. Um, 
my father and mother founded the company back in 2018, but spent 30 years bringing tourists out to see fungi on a much larger boat prior to establishing this company. And dad saw the opportunity to diversify, um, saw the opportunity to carry tourists out around um, the Blasket Islands and back around the whole coast of uh, the Dingle Peninsula and Dingle Bay. So he decided to start Dingle Seas Ferry, which is a fast open commercial rib or fast boat that brings um, up to 12 passengers per trip back around the coast to see the scenery, the wildlife, and they get a guided um, history and geology tour um, from the captain on board the boat. So from start to finish, they're getting to get an insight into um, the local history and geology while also seeing what wildlife is out there while traveling at speeds of up to 30 kilometers per hour throughout the tour. So they get to cover up to 30 kilometers of the whole um, bay throughout the trip. So it's one of those um, experiences that we're finding a lot of the international market are um, looking for when they come to Ireland and especially coming to Dingle and I guess it's gone from strength to strength. My role um, as the marketing and social media manager is to promote the business across all the social media channels as we've seen the digital um Digital medium and media is really important for businesses now, and it especially was important during um, during COVID. And we've seen from it's gone from strength to strength as regards the business that we've got through the Irish market during the last two years, and now we can see the um, US and European market that's coming back again. So um, collectively, it's a family-run business where there's only five of us employed um, full time, and we all have a different role within the family-run business, and we provide a unique customer service from start to finish. So. I guess that's what's special about it and we kind of collaborate with all the local other local businesses in Dingle as well mm-hmm. um, to provide a service and to provide an experience where they want to come back again and again and experience the trip. Great stuff. So a family business, five of you in it with fairly defined roles I think within that business, is that right? Yeah, so um, I'm actually a primary school teacher myself on career break and was drawn back to work within the tours, within the family business um, since 2020 and my brother was a fisherman and then he, um, his love for um, talking to customers and being on board a boat and the mm-hmm. history and everything he's one of the captains along with my father and they both do the maintenance of the boats as well and then my mother does the day-to-day running of the office and we employ another skipper as well and then I do the strategy and the marketing contacting tour guides companies and also working with the local businesses in the town gotcha. so all of us collectively all work together uh, with the family-run business, it sometimes can be challenging. But I'd imagine, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not the first family-run business, and we'll, we'll come to you in a moment, Annie, but I have to follow up on this. You're not the first family business that, that we've met as part of this um, episode. And one of the key things throughout has been that having defined roles within a family business seems to be the most important thing, right? So people aren't stepping on each other's toes. Absolutely. And I think everybody then knows what their role is and carries that out and that's their strengths as well and I think we're lucky that all of us have defined roles within the company Mm -hmm. and that is our strengths but again we all collectively work together Mm -hmm. all try and assist in all the other areas of the business but it's having those defined roles it's trying to make sure that everybody you know carries their own and um yeah, it, it, an, an interesting dynamic. Jenny, tell, tell me a little bit about Nanny Payroll. What is it that your business offers? Uh, so Nanny Payroll is, we set up in 2018 to uh, run payroll and provide HR advice to people who have a nanny or an au pair or a minder in their home. 
And then we've kind of expanded more recently to have um, carer payroll as well, which was actually people approached us to set that up. Um, uh, so that's when somebody has a carer looking after elderly or vulnerable people in their home. So we set up in 2018 and it was after my brother hired a nanny, actually, and he asked me to run the payroll for him. And I did it, no problem. I'm an accountant by trade. And him and his wife are both engineers, brains to burn, but time poor. Mm -hmm. And they said, look, we could probably try and figure this out, but we we just don't have time. Mm -hmm. And a, a recent childcare survey said that the average working parent has 32 minutes of me time per day. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to waste it doing this. So we have... I got together with Fiona, who is an old family friend and a tax manager, and then my sister, Astrid, who is um, a HR specialist, and Mm -hmm. we set up Nanny Payroll, and the rest, as they say, is history. The rest (laughs) is history and onwards. And how interesting, we've had some other um, finalists in that provide service into um, kind of new parents and folk with kids and all of that sort of the the sense to which people who are new parents in terms of their time seems to truly I mean 32 minutes probably feels like an over average in terms of what, what's available so what an interesting service tell me the your path to entrepreneurship so you said that you're an accountant by trade um, did you always want to work for yourself how did you end up setting up the business what how did you kind of end up in this position um I I worked in um, a government agency um for 15 years before I did this um <clears throat> And I, I, Astrid and I talked about doing this for a little while before we did it. But then the sort of trigger to make us actually do it mm-hmm. <laughs> was that um, the the legislation changed. And all of a sudden, instead of having to report your payroll every quarter, it had to be done every time you mm-hmm. paid them. Mm-hmm. And so it was the perfect opportunity to you know, a bigger solution, a better solution mm-hmm. was needed for families. It isn't okay to just go into your accountant's office yeah. once a year and say, can you fix that all up for the year? Now it's every time. And, and it's a, the, with the new system, we wanted to be there from the start. So mm-hmm. Similarly, um, within your business, Jamie, how long have the Sea Safaris now been running? Yeah, so I suppose the initial first Sea Safari trip was in 2016. Okay. And then grew from strength to strength. The company was set up in 2018, mm-hmm. but my parents spent over 30 years bringing tourists out to mm-hmm. see fungi on board a bigger boat. And like myself and my brother and my sister, we all worked as tour guides every summer on board the fungi tours. Mm-hmm. So that's where all of us got the experience in the tourism industry and it's kind of in our blood I guess all yeah. of us would have been involved in it but um, the Seas Ferry initially started with one smaller boat that only carried eight people a lot smaller than the boat that we have now and then it's just gone from strength to strength I mean even when I look back at the challenges that were there um, this time three years ago my dad had just bought a brand new boat and then Covid hit and he didn't know if he'd be able to pay back mm-hmm. the loan for the new boat and then you think about staycations. We were very lucky um, in 2020. Um, there's a story about an influencer who came to Dingle and a quite a, I suppose, well-known influencer who does a lot of outdoor activities mm-hmm. and went out on board the boat when lockdown lifted and posted about 
the ceasefire as their highlight on wow. that day. And within, I think it was within 12 hours, we got a call to say was our booking system, was it crashed because of the amount of bookings? So it just shows that somebody who has that kind of power, who who has that following that of the type of activity that we mm-hmm. provide as well. And it went from strength to strength. Um, we were booked out, especially with, um, I suppose, being... Um, socially distanced and everything mm-hmm. on board we were booked out for two or three weeks in advance on board our boats and we we've grown to we're building a new boat this year and we'll have an additional one so i suppose it's gone from one boat to now we'll have four mm-hmm. for this season going three times a day with 12 passengers on board each boat so you can just see that there's the, the there's the desire there from mm-hmm. the tourism industry for these personalized experiences where they they don't go around the whole country in one week and see 20 places they go to a location they they do the experiences, they get this personalised customer service mm-hmm. from start to finish. And we've noticed that with the American market as well. It's, it's such, it's such an, I think, integral part of most small businesses is the extent to which you can actually provide a service that other other people can't um, or an experience. And again, I think that shift in consumer behaviour around looking for those unique experiences as opposed to the, the kind of mass market, I think, and it's great that you're able to, to capitalise upon it. You mentioned something a moment ago, and again, it's a strain that's come through with lots of people that I've spoken to, this concept of small businesses collaborating with other small businesses. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about that business network in, in Dingle. Yeah, I suppose I um, work with a lot of the local businesses in town and approached um, the guest houses, the local restaurants, the local um I suppose any any business that was working within the tourism industry and I was like I'm going to showcase your business across our social media channels and collaborate with you so be it in a video format where I would do voiceover and be like this is one of the places to stop by to uh, try some fish and chips or this is where you should stay if you're in Dingle and I just tried to do a full broad range of it where I would highlight three different businesses a week across our social media channels for like eight weeks of the summer but that collaboration where they were also cross-posting across our social media channel and their social media channel through reels on Instagram, through posts on Facebook and um, TikTok. It just kind of broadened our spread of, oh, Dingle's East Ferry is mentioned on another hotel's page or it's also mm-hmm. on an activities page or it's on um, a restaurant's page. So that collaboration meant that we would mention them, you should stay there or another, um, one of the main guest houses in town, we do a package with them. So they would stay there for two nights, but they would book the experience package where they would go out on the sea safari within the two days that they're in Dingle on top of staying for two mm-hmm. nights in that rest in that and you really I mean it's nurtured right it doesn't mm-hmm. happen by accident it's no, something it's yeah. very much so give and take and, and kind of nurtured along the, along the same lines Jenny um one of the things that I've always noticed with with small business people or whatever is that it, it can be a bit lonely sometimes right because it's just kind of you and your kind of perhaps perhaps a couple of colleagues or, or co-founder where do you where do you find your network like where do you find people that you would seek counsel from or look for advice or even just vent to about yeah. work? Well, uh, Nanny Payroll is set up with my sister and my oldest friend, so I'm, I have a real luxury in that. But one of the things, I mean, all three of us have lived the experience of being a busy working parent who's going back after maternity leave and has no time and is worried about leaving the little one with somebody for the first time. And because we have lived that we completely understand the experience that the person is going through but one of the places that i found real support was in the local mother and baby group in mm-hmm. in cooley where 
I live and just the support from the other mothers who are mm-hmm. going through it and and I, I just think that you that the support that you can get from somebody who just knows how difficult that it is and and you go back to work and you think that you forget everything and that you don't know how to do it and all you know is how to look after this baby and all of a sudden there's all this life admin plus work and you've forgotten how to do it and you're completely overwhelmed and you just need somebody to say it's okay we'll support you through this we'll help you get the nanny get the payroll sorted out get your childcare sorted out and work will come back to you mm-hmm. you haven't forgotten anything there's probably still some stuff on the agenda that was on the agenda when you went on maternity <laughs> leave and it hasn't gone away you remember this all you know there's a real confidence thing of coming back after maternity leave that and sense of empathy and lived experience though that you can offer to your your clients i think is probably a really important um an important feature of the business tell me looking back kind of over the time or whatever People aren't shy about giving advice, right? And, you know, some of it better than others. Has there been a particular piece of advice that you've received over the time that you've kind of went, yep, that was the one now, that that, that stuck with me? Um, I, I think one of the things my brother said at the start was, um, you know, think about where people are finding their minder from and start at the source, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have links with, three different agencies mm-hmm. and an au pair agency as well and they refer people to us and and we kind of have a, a wider picture of the industry because mm-hmm. of that so I think that was a really helpful thing and again it's about collaborating with sort of other similar businesses and and we get support from them as well mm-hmm. you know there's that the, the other kind of side of things and we send people to the, I mean people nannies leave and you know, children grow up and mm-hmm. situations change and people are looking for somebody else and another minder. And so we send people back to them and they send people to us. You know, it's a sort of mutually beneficial thing, but it's it's that was so that, that sense the of most helpful find, thing. finding your customer and, and really listening to what they want as well, though, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. and, and kind of nurturing a network. And Jamie, can I flip that now on the head? And is there something do you think that that's kind of happened over the time, whether, listen, prompted by somebody else or an idea that you had that you just kind of went, oh, that didn't kind of work out great? Um, I think sometimes there is the pressure to try and carry as many people as possible. And sometimes it could result in the, I suppose, the service that you're providing not being 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, especially during the summer months, um, it can be challenging. And sometimes we could be faced with certain customers that they are just so disappointed that they can't get out there. And sometimes we might have risked bringing them out when the sea conditions weren't suitable and they're not going to get the experience that we mm-hmm. want them to get. And then they're complaining. Mm-hmm. So that has happened once or twice where they've pushed the captain or push the office staff and it's just been a mistake where they've ended up going out and then they've been frustrated that they were um th- that it was too rough out, uh-huh. out in the in the water and therefore they were then complaining uh-huh. but at the end of the day we've learned from that and we'll make a decision that you don't want to bring out a customer 
um, on board the boat when it's not suitable because mm-hmm. the last thing you want is for them to be disappointed with the service they get. It, it is just that sense of values, I guess, yeah. isn't it? Like, and, and really kind of pinning Absolutely. yourself to those. But you can understand as well, though, and again, it's, you know, it's small business, you're out to please, so yeah. you can understand why, why perhaps you might have changed. Well, listen to the pair of you, thank you very much for being part of this episode of IBEC Voices. The very best luck Thanks to so you much. in March at thank the you. awards ceremony. I'm sure you'll have a great night and um, we'll see you again. Thank you. Thank really you. appreciate it. Thanks, William. Thank you for listening to this episode of IBEC Voices. To explore our full podcast offering, please visit ibec.ie forward slash podcasts or follow us on Twitter at IBEC underscore IRL.